0: Let's Be Legendary Podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include Mature Themes Mentions of Spiders And The Sound of Spiders Please be aware that spiders will play a large role in the next arc.
1: The world is a weird and wild place, but even now, there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading consuming those who do not fit with the natural order. Infecting the streets with political grandstanding, they have set their sights on the highest office.
2: Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consumed.
3: Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still, and the wilds are slowly seeping in, searching out the one that freed them from their cage.
1: This is the Wild West.
3: We are the nightmares they want you to fear. We are the dead man's promise.
1: Let's be legendary. Punch. And there's the bed. Wait, what, what are you looking to punch?
2: Um, My rage
1: is just a little bit oh, okay.
2: out of control.
1: And there's the, the wall, the bed. There's some furniture.
3: I go get you a pillow. Nailed it in front of me.
2: No, don't do that. Why? Because I might accidentally punch you in the face. It's fine, just give me a minute to calm down. Well, oh, right, I ruse. I will sleep on the floor, ma'am.
3: Very well. Good night, Fen.
2: Good night, mistress.
3: I go to sleep.
2: <laughs> I sleep on the floor. Okay. Eventually.
3: Well, I get you a blanket so you can. Well, yeah, i So you can day. cover yourself up, so because you know. Yeah. It is what happens. So I'm like, oh, good night, Fen. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not going to sleep. I am not going to sleep. I'm just going to lay in bed and not sleep. And the minute I get into bed, I fall right to sleep.
1: <laughs> so. So. Both of you have dreams.
2: Oh, the hell! Oh, the one time I'm like, you're
0: like, no, it's
2: fine. I haven't gotten dreams for a while. Yeah, do them first. No, do them I,
1: not. No, I'm, doing, I'm <sighs>
0: doing... God
2: damn it. All right, go.
1: So, Talia as you eventually fall asleep. Your sleep is plagued by a dream that repeats a couple of times in the night of you chasing somebody down. You get so close and you know, you know if you can just get this person, it will be so close to over. If you can just get this person You catch up and you rip them around, face you, face your fury, and then all you're holding is a cloak. And they're 20 feet ahead of you again. That repeats through most of the night. Celine.
3: Oui, je suis (laughs) ici.
1: Your dream. You're wandering through the woods.
3: Hmm, this is different.
1: It's sunset, and golden light is filtering through the green leaves. They are green? They are green. Okay. And somewhere off in the distance, you hear a child laugh. (laughs) You hear leaves crunching. You turn, and you see a small girl skipping between the trees. And then vanish.
3: What does she look like?
1: Little girl. Kind of a brown dress with uh, blonde hair.
3: I try to follow.
1: You go... I to think, where... do,
3: I, do I have control of this dream? A, a bit, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. You're not exactly aware that this is a dream. But right. You're able... You have sub-agency.
3: Okay.
1: You you go to where she was and you don't see her anywhere. You know, you try to move, but you find your feet stuck in something, making your movements sluggish. I look down. The ground where you stand seems normal, but then as you move and step again, the ground kind of seems to warp in place, almost like it's flexible. And as you bring your foot up, strands of a white substance come up from the ground, and the earth starts to move away from you and you see the ground is covered in layers and layers of spider's webs. As suddenly strands are all around you, stuck on your arms, in your hair. In my hair? In your hair. (laughs) And you see large, black spiders, each about the size of your hand,
3: start pretty large.
1: making their way down the web towards you. And as they approach, you look past them, and you see several small bundles up behind them. All about three feet in length, some of them moving, of Spider-webbed, cocooned things. Ugh. And as the spiders get to you and start crawling over you,
3: Ugh.
1: you wake up in a cold sweat. Ugh.
3: Where is was my cap, my disguise cap. Is it done? Am I am I wearing it? I would assume so. Oh, okay. I yeah, just think cast, it. yeah, I cast this guy self. Okay. Do you have any idea what time it is?
1: There is actually a mechanical clock. What time is it? It reads to be about 6am.
3: Alright. I look down at the floor to see where Talia is.
1: Yep, yeah, Talia's there.
3: <clears> then. <throat> <clears throat> Ben.
2: Mm-hmm. And, um.
3: Excuse me.
2: Oh, shit. Ma'am? It is
3: bad enough that I
2: have to be the one to wake you. Apologies, it was a long day. I cast disguise at. Got myself <laughs> again. <laughs> and then I give you a look, like. like cast message. The fuck you can't just wake me up. Like, tap me or something. Well, you're enjoying this way too much. I don't like it.
3: Hey, message back. I'm probably going to die today, so,
1: <laughs> you know. So you
3: can't just spend your time loving me? <laughs> I spend every moment of every day loving you. Funny way, showing it. Don't digest.
2: Get up. Technically, I was already dressed, but get you dressed. Mm-hmm. Because you had all of the to take off.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean technically I did too, but...
0: Get ready. Then
2: 7 a.m. we Mm -hmm. go and walk out. Yep. Before we walk out the door, I grab you and I kiss you. And then I message for luck. For luck.
1: And then we go outside. Outside the door. Pretty much right outside looking as if they were about to knock, is a dwarf, a dwarven woman, has bright red hair, no beard. Oh, I was just about to come get you. I am here. Well, if you'll come this way.
3: May I ask your name? Lackhill. Lackhill.
1: And I'm told you are mrs lorelei
3: yes
1: a new initiate yes well welcome to the ranks such as they are right now
2: tries not to smile (laughs) but what does what does that mean right this way you're not getting shit information you're not getting any information
1: (laughs) and she leads you back down the hallway you had come the day before back out into the common space and she actually leads you out of the common space down another hallway down a couple of turns into another fairly large chamber not quite as large as the courtyard or common space Mm -hmm. but at the same time bigger than your room that you had stayed in Mm -hmm. waiting for you in this room are three people Walker, and two other men. One of them a dwarf, one of them human. All of them are in some sort of uniform. It looks kind of like the 42nd, but instead of the usual brown and tan that their uniform has, these look to be blacks and grays. And each one has a silver pin of the Venasi symbol on their breast. They look to be seated around a large table that has several maps and diagrams across it. And the room has several corkboards.
2: Yeah, Yeah, mm -hmm. corkboards.
1: Corkboards around on wheels and a couple of chalkboards. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be currently arguing.
2: What are they arguing about?
1: Before you get a chance to really listen, the dwarf snaps to attention. Generals! I bring the recruit, Mrs. Lorelai and her manservant. They come with invitation and look to be initiated. The three fall silent and look over and look back at each other. Bring them forward.
3: I walk forward.
1: I walk behind you. The dwarf stands up from his seat and comes over and looks you up and down. May I see your letter, miss?
3: Of course, can.
2: Okay. I'll pull it out, hand it to you.
3: Hand it to the dwarf.
1: Hmm. Well, he looks back to the other two. This is not something we've had happen in a while. This, my dear, is a fake.
3: A fake.
1: He holds it up and Walker comes up and snatches it out of his hand. Uh, That looks like my signature. But I don't recall you.
3: I am insulted. After everything that I have done for this organization. After I was promised an audience with you, General Walker. After everything, I was given a fake.
1: Roll deception.
3: 16.
1: Mm. They sort of look between each other kind of confused. Everything you've done for this organization. I'm sorry, who are you?
3: Hayfield is my married name. Or rather, my widow's name. My maiden name is Lorelei von Grimfaust. You will not have heard of that name either, because my family has done extensive, extensive work to make sure it has not been heard. However, I do believe the several donations of 10,000 gold each should have said something.
1: Roll deception again.
3: God damn it. Hey, New Lies. (laughs) Fourteen.
2: You wanna try to, like, point for that one? No!
3: I wanna... uh, Yeah, give me back. (laughs) Hey, that's better! Okay, eight,
1: nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, but to
3: be
2: fair, this whole ruse we should've gotten at least one... One what? ...inspiration point. (laughs) Oh.
1: Yeah, it kinda does. I'll allow it, sure. Okay, cool. So,
3: Or perhaps you do not want the thousand gold I have brought with me. Fen? Fen looks
2: extremely uncomfortable at suddenly three men that
1: are...
3: Do you intend to make me wait? No. I have been insulted enough today. No,
2: ma'am. And I pull out a thousand.
1: Walker speaks up. Madam, I mean no offense, but until today, I have never heard either of your names.
3: And I have explained why.
1: As the case may be, the letter you have produced is a forgery. A very good forgery.
3: One that I am furious to find out. Was a forgery.
1: So you say.
3: As I paid the recruiter several thousand gold for it.
1: And which recruiter would that be?
3: Someone who claimed to be in association with Leroy Brown, but did not give his name.
1: His eyes narrow.
3: I narrow mine back.
1: Forgive me. Madam, but that's all kinds of suspicious.
3: This is a secret society, is it not? Shouldn't suspicion be par for the course? (laughs)
1: Uh.
3: In any case, if you do not want my help, my my thousand gold, or the fifty thousand I have in trust in Airbike, then I will leave. And if you do not want my information on the Wanderer and the Reaper, I will leave.
1: This kind of perks up at that. Information, what do you know of those two?
3: Aside from the fact that I want them dead, plenty. You want them dead as well, don't you?
1: They are against the natural order.
3: Among other things. However, I don't see fit to share any of my information to someone who has shown me nothing but discourteousness this morning, or my gold for that matter. Yeah. Well, what,
2: what are you gonna say? What were you gonna add? Well, my, I was gonna add, I have a number. Ben, uh, the number of, who? Oh. he wouldn't give us his name, but he gave us a number. Or, uh, he gave me a number because I sort of beat him up for it.
1: (laughs) What number was that?
2: Zero, four, five, six, one, three. A week after we did this deal, he was dead.
1: You roll persuasion.
2: Oh, okay.
0: 20, 21, twenty-two.
1: Twenty-two. All right. Well, even if I'm to believe you, and he stops. The last four numbers that he gave you.
2: Five, six, one, three.
1: Blaine. Blaine Jeremy Private.
2: He did not give me his name.
1: Hmm. I never pegged him for the type to. Well, he's dead, so it hardly matters. You say you paid him? Yes. I wonder where that gold went. In any case, Mrs. Lorelei, I did not authorize that invitation. I do not know you. I have seen no merit of yours to Invite you to join this organization.
2: Ma'am, if I may. Why not? You are having trouble locally. We were informed that the process of her joining would be impeded by this problem. We will go and take care of the problem. Would that give you an idea of our merit?
1: Very well. If you fail you'll die like I assume the men and women I have sent into this situation have done. If you succeed you will have scored a major victory for the natural order. Very well. But I warn you, do not attempt to flee south. We have eyes everywhere.
2: Finn narrows his eyes and steps slightly closer to his mistress, recognizing the threat.
3: And why would we flee south?
1: As I said, I do not know you. For all I know, this could have been some elaborate ruse to infiltrate our ranks. You'll forgive me if I display some natural caution.
3: Of course. What do you know of this problem?
1: Now, now, if you're so Excellent at solving problems. That's for you to discover.
3: I see. <laughs> Very well, Fenn. It seems as though the Vanasi are in such a good state that they needn't share information. Then we will find it ourselves.
2: Understood, ma'am. General, that will be all. Please indicate the way to find information.
3: Uh, yeah, I've, I've turned around, by the way. Yeah, mostly. And, like, on toward the door. Yeah. How the fuck do we get out of here?
1: Walker <laughs> nods towards the dwarf. Private, show them the way out. Yes, sir.
2: But well, we didn't get the other two names. Oh, well. We follow the private. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, the, the woman that had led you in. Uh, she takes you back to the hallway that leads to the network Mm -hmm. but takes you down a completely different route okay through different hallways until you eventually get to some sort of gate okay good luck and um if you could please bring back any information about what happened to our other members It's been over a week since the last group was sent out.
2: We will do this task.
3: Thank you, Private.
1: She nods and turns and heads back the way she came.
2: Cast message. That was extremely difficult not to fucking murder him right there.
3: No, but it sure was fun. (laughs)
0: Shout out to our newest patron, Sam Vidal. Thank you so much for your support from the bottom of our hearts. You are literally keeping the podcast lights on. Speaking of our supporters and friends, we wanted to let all of you know that a good friend of ours is running a Kickstarter for some beautiful magical girl inspired enamel pins. You've probably seen us shout out Sarah, Adorka Bose, and Senchi Stock on Twitter. These are all from the same fabulous person who has been a supporter of our show from the first episodes. If you haven't checked out her stuff, please visit adorkabows.com and see her beautiful handmade bows for you and your pet, adorable plush, and chibi art commissions. Starting March 20th and going until April 5th, Sarah will be running a Kickstarter campaign for her magical girl-inspired hard enamel bow pins. We're super excited for it, so be sure to check it out and spread the word. Head over to adorkabows.com, that's A-D-O-R-K-A-B-O-W-S, Dot com to check out her work and click on the Kickstarter link at the top. Thanks for all your support, Sarah. Okay, uh, where are
1: we? So the gate, it's about eight feet high, five feet wide, has what looks to be a simple latch and some kind of mechanism to swing it closed again once you step outside. All right. So pulling it open, stepping outside, you find yourself on a mountainside. Oh stepping out of what looks to be a small cave.
2: All right, can we see from where we are, if we go outside the cave, can we see dust down?
1: Yeah, you see it down the mountain a ways. A surprisingly large town, but very quiet. It reminds you a little bit of Blue Peak actually in Mm -hmm. the way that it's constructed. Hmm. The houses and their size. Hmm with several smaller houses sort of trailing off down the road towards the south. But a lot of the houses have that kind of like old look to them, even though this is far up north, it this was actually one of like the first smaller settlements after the larger cities had been settled. Ah, oh, all right. In fact, this town would have been settled by people from Blue Peak who had come up and over the mountains.
2: Oh, alright. How'd they get over the
1: mountains? (laughs) With great difficulty, way. Yeah, with great difficulty. They didn't know there was a way around. they figured that it would be a shorter journey up and over.
0: Bet that was dumb!
1: (laughs) (laughs) It certainly wasn't easy.
2: Yeah, okay. I guess we're going down there then. And all of the children are gone? Last you heard. Oh shit, alright. Cast message. Well, let's do this. Should we keep our disguises on? I think we should, just in case they've got any spies in the town. What I highly doubt they don't. Good point. So let's keep these guises up for a little
3: bit longer. Excellent.
2: <clears throat> At
3: least we got out of there alive. We did. I didn't get to tell anyone my story, though. So I had a big story all planned out and nobody asked. I'm sorry.
2: Right before we kill him, you can tell him your story.
3: But it won't be any fun. I'm sorry. It, it would be more dramatic if he asked, "Oh, why do you want to join the Venasi?" <laughs> oh, because the wanderer and the Reaper killed my husband, and uh, the, the 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 wanderer was this jealous ex-lover, and uh, <laughs> all this shit. I had planned. I had planned this all up. Cortez, all right? A look in my sleeve. Is he okay? Oh yeah, he's fine. <laughs>
2: Alright, we head down Uh well, How is the vibe when we get in there?
1: So when you come down in, into the town, everything's kind of quiet. And you see people moving around, but everybody's just kind of shooting furtive glances over their shoulders. And everybody's kind of moving quickly from place to place. There are, there's no loud talking in the street. There's no <laughs> there, there's no sounds of happiness anywhere.
3: Finn.
2: Ma'am.
3: I'm thirsty. Let's go to the tavern.
2: Is there a tavern that we see?
1: Oh yeah. yeah.
2: We go towards the tavern. Okay. And I open the, the door for her. Yeah. And I
3: walk in looking very arrogant.
2: I message you. Maybe let need to be talking. Being arrogant kind of puts people off.
3: Fine. Thank you, ma'am. You are welcome. (laughs) That will be all. Oh, did you like that? Did you like that? Did you see the face? Was he pissed? He was so pissed. It was hilarious.
2: Oh, if I could bottle that and just keep that on a rainy day. Reminds me of actually when you pissed off the broker. Except I know that's going to have dire consequences. (laughs) (laughs) so awesome, it's fun.
3: (laughs) was it, it is somehow more fun knowing that this is going to probably get us killed when, uh, you know,
2: <laughs> who knows, who knows. So, yeah, go into the tavern.
1: Um. So the tavern is called The Hunter. The sign depicts a well-done painting of a man in dark grays and greens standing over a slain werewolf. I am suppressing the look that
2: my player is making, which is noise sort of a look. But alright, fine, whatever. How's the vibe in there? Similar to the town? Not many people or
1: there lots of people. There are aren't many people, sorry. Oh, okay. Actually there's hardly anybody given the time of day. Okay. But you see some people going around cleaning Some people picking up empty tankards off the floor. Somebody else sweeping up a smashed plate.
3: I sit sit down at the bar.
1: A dwarven woman with dark hair and a beard.
3: Yes! love that.
1: Comes out. Oh, what can I get you?
3: Ben, please order me a coffee.
1: The mistress would like a coffee. Black, please. Just kind of looks back and forth between you two. Try just Goes <laughs> and gets coffee. Just,
2: uh, uh, message easy. No
3: You <laughs> just like ordering me around. Yeah. I just brings, like I just like playing, okay. Alright. I'm all right. having fun playing pretend.
1: Brings, brings out the cup and hands it to you, Lorelei.
3: What is your name?
1: My name is uh, Diana Evenfist. Yes.
3: Even fist. What do you know of the people going missing?
1: She goes quiet. Ah oh, hell, you're more of them, aren't you? More of what? Look. You need to get out of this business.
3: What business?
1: This fourth second or whatever it is. Just get out of it. Why? Everybody who's looked into this has disappeared. It's just best if you forget about it, run away.
3: Unfortunately, I cannot.
1: We don't want to
2: leave the children if there's a way to save them.
1: Save them? It's been months.
2: Everybody really giving up that much hope?
1: Hope is all we have
2: then that's enough to go on. Any information you can give us would be helpful. Even if we can't save them, we can at least find out what happened. Please.
1: <sighs> Three months ago is when it started. Jeffrey Nimbledown, small gnome lad, was playing in the woods to the south He was playing a game of hide and seek with his friends and they never found him. At first, it was thought that he was just being a boy and playing the game, winning and not wanting to give it up. But then the next day, he had not returned home and people started getting worried. His parents asked around. Nobody had seen him the previous day. Still no one had seen him, so search parties went out.
2: Were they of
1: the 42nd? Some. Well, used to be that nearly everybody here had some family member in the 42nd. They returned and found nothing. It was assumed that he died in the woods somewhere and was carried off by a wild animal. It was about that time my boy started talking about the spider. Spider. Mm. Spider. Yes. I thought it was just children's story and something that kids came up with to scare each other. But they talked of a spider hiding in the woods. Massive. Climbing through the trees, and whispering to them to come and play. They started saying that's what took Jeffrey. Of course, he didn't put any stock in his, just stories kids tell themselves to explain away a way of tragedy. But then, more children started to disappear. Oh and whenever anybody asked the other children about what had happened, they all said that she went to go play with the spider.
2: And they gave no direction as to where the spot this spider was. They would
1: they would take us they would they would take us to where they had seen it or said that somebody else said that they had seen it and we found nothing. I mean, it's the woods. There's oftentimes a spider just in the woods, but nothing like what they were describing.
3: A giant spider.
1: My boy, uh, Brian, told me it once came down and spoke to him. Would you like to play, Brian? It stood almost like a person, its arms stretched out to the trees around. I didn't believe him then. But by the time the fifth child went missing, people were scared. They had found no bodies, no blood, not even tracks. It was about that time the children were forbade from going anywhere near the forest, but children kept disappearing. They would talk about the spider climbing over rooftops Hiding in alleyways, whispering to come and play, to come and stay. And
2: stay. How long ago was Brienne taken?
1: A month and a half ago.
2: When was the last child taken?
1: Three weeks. Eventually, parents got so desperate, they just locked their children up inside. Wouldn't let them leave the house. I, I know I did with Brian.
3: But do the spider took him.
1: I went to bed. I was so tired. I thought I heard something in the night, but I went back to sleep. When I awoke, the door to his room was open. It was right then that I knew. i'm sorry
3: do not apologize
1: this is four weeks ago the 40 second finally found something a web or i called it a a nest a cave something i haven't been out to see it myself but one of them described it to me a hole covered in thick spider web men went into it no one ever came back out they they thought to seal the hole they threw dynamite down it they set the web ablaze and destroyed it
2: before i have to check in for children
1: She just kind of goes quiet.
2: Oh, I swear, and Sylvan, I make a really rude noise. But it didn't
1: matter. Two days later, they found another one. They did the same thing. The next day, they found another one.
3: Has anyone else gone missing, or just the children?
1: Just the children, and anybody who has tried to enter... That hole.
3: Has anyone seen a tree
1: with blue leaves? Um, not that I can think of. That tree with blue leaves? We
2: might have an idea what's out there, but I have two questions for you. One, is there anybody else besides yourself that can give us any more information? And is there a blacksmith in town?
1: Um, there, there is a blacksmith in town. Uh, name of uh, uh, Neil Fleetsheet.
2: Does he do anything fancy? He's quite good. Yes. Excellent.
3: Does he know how to cold forge iron?
1: I'm, I'm not sure. But. Uh, I I know he is he's quite accomplished.
2: We'll ask him. Is anybody else who might have any more
1: information than you do? I hear pretty much all the town gossip, this being the only bar in town.
3: Where well, was the last of these holes found?
1: Follow me. And she takes you outside.
3: hmm
1: And points down the street that dark blue house on the corner down there Mm -hmm. it's currently boarded up and a guard stationed outside it
2: and that's where the hole
3: is
1: in the basement all right then
3: thank you for your information
1: i still say you should turn and run
2: i put a hand on my shoulder i give her as compassionate a look as i can We'll do our best.
3: Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary Podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time in our Discord server, so please feel free to stop in and say hello. Links are in the description and on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DMs and players' notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sasscounsel, pronouns she, her. Our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sasscounsel, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is The Marigold Deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in game can be found at bittytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.